is a god of the game. See, Ronaldo is happy. Glazers are happy. Fans are happy. But is it just a PR victory for Manchester United? Are Arsenal fans living their worst ever nightmare where a 5-0 whooping was the second worst thing to happen this week? Mbappe is staying in Paris and he confirmed it by scoring two goals before Messi's debut followed by photo shoots. Post-Ronaldo era hasn't been kind for Juventus. Haaland to Dortmund's rescue and yet another batting disaster at Leeds. Let's go! Welcome everyone to episode 28 of Sports Charcha. So to discuss all the sports action that happened over the weekend and obviously to discuss the transfer saga or the transfer or the return of the hero to Manchester United, we have Ishan with us. First time on video in a long time. Hi guys. This is specially for Cristiano so that he can see my face. I'm smiling. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, guys, English Premier League is actually over. Manchester United have won it. Uh, at least that's how it felt looking at the way United fans <laughs> reacting all over the world, over internet and everything. But hey, why not? It is a massive moment. And if you are a fan, you have all the reason to celebrate. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is arguably the greatest player to have ever played the game, arguably the greatest of this generation. And he is your boy. He's coming back home. So there is a lot of reason to celebrate. But Bala, before we get into the main thing, I want to ask you a question. Do you think Ronaldo is the greatest ever United player? Uh, out of what I have seen. I mean, uh, I'm not talking the, the times before yeah, I have seen. Back to the Busby so, Beeps and Charlton days. But I'm saying in the, say, in the last <laughs> two decades. Two decades, yeah. He's easily. Like, in terms of raw numbers and output, he's easily the greatest to me. So, you're trumping him over Wayne Rooney. Yeah, because Cristiano Ronaldo won a Ballon d'Or with Manchester United. That in itself is a... You're a lot of individual awards, bro. No, no. I'm saying that his performance uh, with United in that specific time, within that specific time is tremendous. Like, if he had spent as much time as Rooney, he would have, like, he would have trumped pretty much yeah. everyone else. Even Cantona, even everyone else. So... Fair. Great. So, what was your reaction? I mean, I know you are a Clotted United fan. How did you feel? I think it's a direct relation. If you're a Real Madrid fan, you generally tend to like United and vice versa and Barcelona to Arsenal. Not much to like about Arsenal, by the way. But still, uh, I was really happy because I knew for a fact he's never going to come back to Real Madrid. Uh, we are not on that project anymore. It was scary to think of the of Ronaldo potentially joining Man City. It would have made a lot of sense for City, but it wouldn't have made sense for Ronaldo's legacy. Because one thing that Ronaldo likes over accolades is adulation. Uh, and he would have literally lost half the population of the world as fans. Like his Instagram fan count would have, you know, follower count would have declined by 50% or something if that would have happened. And so he made the smart choice. I don't know if City was ever in play. I've been reading reports, etc. City had shown initial interest, but they had actually never made a serious offer. I think I think United just got spooked by the pressure they would get out of opening. Anyway, the fans don't particularly like them, but the pressure and hate they would get if they had not even tried going for Ronaldo. And once they did, it was always going to happen. And United were very smart about it because... 
they made an announcement that welcome home cristiano ronaldo about 5 days ago when the world went crazy but he actually signed today yeah and they made another announcement so very good marketing strategy by man united but i am so happy man like ronaldo back in the premier league is just insane i hope he does well though yeah i mean i love all the euphoria and everything but i'm very sorry i'm going to like slightly bust this bubble right now see i understand that it's a great pr success financially it makes every sense i mean there is no point that cristiano ronaldo is costly or not he's going to bring you all the money and that is where i have a problem because the only entity that seemed to uh, get a win out of this deal like a confirmed win out of this deal is glazers because no matter how bad it goes on the field glazers won't feel bad because they would have got their uh, brand value back like manchester united has a brand value sexy again after all the protests that happened 2 3 months back their share prices have already increased and there is no point in talking about the t-shirt the jersey sales at all it's going to skyrocket anyways so glazers are a clear winner in this fans at this point of time they are a clear winner and i believe no matter how this turns out the euphoria will remain like seeing ronaldo back in a manchester united shirt doesn't matter whether he scores 20 goals or 5 goals it doesn't matter it's it's going to i think be very happy. i think that's the main point like glazers can say hey i got you ronaldo what problem do you have right uh, which fan will say your transfers were bad like when you've got jaden sancho rafael varan and cristiano ronaldo in a transfer in a single transfer window meaning you'd you'd be pretty crazy to complain you know it can't go that bad with all three players uh, so i think glazers have actually pulled out quite a coup here they've not spent shit loads of money to be honest yeah. on the stature of players they've got but i think overall as you rightly said i won't extend this but i think it's a win win for everyone yeah but the only point is like i was going through an article written by this uh, journalist called jonathan wilson so he brought in certain points that why cristiano ronaldo in a sporting sense like on field may not provide as much success as someone ex- expects like i believe like part of the united fans also think that he's not going to like suddenly make manchester united into a title contender or a champions league winning contender he's not going to improve the quality of the team in a direct way but what he can definitely do is bring in a lot of set a lot of standards yes. inside the dressing room in terms of training in terms of commitment in terms in terms of mentality so imagine someone like a greenwood someone like a rashford someone like a sancho like they will feed a lot of him in terms of how he how he trains himself how he presents himself and and how he takes care of himself i think that is where there will be a lot of value add uh, but i really don't see him i mean he will he will have his moments there will definitely be a moment where he'll yeah. score a goal against liverpool in old trafford or score a goal against manchester yeah. city in a derby or score an important winning goal against some big team in a champions league game but all in all in a sporting sense this may not be that much successful but as i said before from by taking every other perspective into into consideration this is a definite win win signing yeah and i think that's what i think you you make a valid point there in terms of the professionalism and the standards ronaldo will bring in and not just ronaldo let's be honest rafael varan who's won it all he's just 28 but he's he's had more champions league titles than any of the premier league teams combined that kind of standards with all the young players coming in from the youth in terms of just being around them practicing with them and obviously ronaldo rafael varane played together they'll see how people who won everything play together 
and that will actually motivate a lot of these youngsters to actually take their game to the next level so yeah you're right i'm not expecting 40 goals from ronaldo this season but what i'm expecting is everyone else around him to become better players yeah hopefully fred also becomes a better player because his position has become extremely crucial with ronaldo in the team great now let's hope this brings in a lot of happiness to united fans and not end in sadness so moving on to the epl results uh, this time like talking about manchester united like we saw why they might need someone like ronaldo when you saw the game against wolves they were pretty much shit for a very long time and finally managed to win 1-0 which is such a kind of a controversial decision in the end but i am fine with it i don't have any problem with that decision whatever it is it has happened Did you see the match? Yes, I saw the match and I want to give a big shout out to the Wolves team. You know, they've lost every single game this season where they've won, but in all of the three games they've been the better team. And especially against Man United, they were outstanding. Like they played so well, they had great chances. Adama Traore was unplayable, unmarkable. Uh but I think the man of the match was David De Gea. He made one of the saves of the season, a double save, especially guys if you see the second save which was complete reflex. Unbelievable save. Uh but these are wins that will actually make the difference for United. You know, these are the types of wins that United in the past under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer have found it difficult to do. Like, you know, tough games, away games, can they get just that one goal and keep a clean sheet? They'd started to do that, but you're right. Uh they did Jaden Sancho had a crap game. Let's be very honest here. He he had a very very bad game. Bruno Fernandes again absent. Pogba couldn't do very much on his own. Uh Cavani Cavani played but if he, there was no ball, you know, he is a proper out and out striker. If you don't give him any service, he's not going to do very much. So, uh you know, Bulls did very well to contain United but Mason Greenwood, man, his finishing, his finishing is unbelievable left foot right foot he somehow slots the ball at the in the into the back of the net from any r- random angle and that's what happened with this goal yes you're right controversy it could have been a foul but the play went on var said it's not so united take the win yeah and the other game that we were all looking forward to was liverpool versus chelsea it ended one each it was quite an interesting game in fact first half was extremely brilliant it was a proper top of the head clash but then that controversial red card decision towards the end of first half kind of shifted the balance of the game the second half where chelsea came out with one single aim in mind that we are going to defend and boy they defended brilliantly like it was a spirited defense defensive display a uh, little bit uh, on the liverpool's performance wasn't really happy the way their front three performed this again goes to show why liverpool need to sign a very good forward player if either sign a good player or get the best out of minamino and oxlade chamberlain but i don't think klopp has any trust on these two players this looks like he doesn't trust a lot uh, from from these players and he started with firmino brought in jota liverpool were okay but again chelsea's defense was immense man with 10 men they were amazing yeah and i just to quickly add i think you summarized it pretty well but just to add to that i actually felt that liverpool improved after jota came on uh, firmino has noticed in the last couple of years there've been a little bit of a decline in his performances false nine kind of thing is not probably been working and what you know, what liverpool really lacked is a better version of thiago alcantara he has just not shown up consistently for them you know he's coming off the bench yeah he's not been giving a starting role but you know when he came on midway through the second half i thought we you know 10 men 
uh, he actually made his debut against chelsea last season when chelsea were down to 10 men and he absolutely destroyed chelsea and that was i think that uh, the thing that klopp wanted to do and you know he didn't do too much he had some great balls but not too many yeah. intricate passes that actually broke def- the defensive line and i think that's i think the key they're trusting thiago to come good he has to come good if this season is going to be successful for liverpool yeah i mean chelsea is getting really scary right now i mean they are they are they look really really strong i mean that definite title contenders but talking about title contenders the other game arsenal versus arsenal, manchester city arsenal are title contenders what <laughs> sure. See, just, just before that game, there were two statues unveiled outside the stadium of David Silva and uh, Vincent Company, and then there were four statues inside the stadium as Arsenal defence. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I, think man. I, I, I was outside at a friend's place watching India versus England. Let's talk about that later. We'll come to that later. So I suddenly realised the match has started. We changed the channel. Two nil within sixteen, seventeen minutes. I was like, oh, okay. let's change it's like yeah we know how this going to go and within like 15 20 minutes i got a, a notification saying that uh, granit xhaka red card ah theek hai yaar chal <laughs> actually the united uh, arsenal played completely with along with the script this is what happens to arsenal when they collapse xhaka gets a red card and then they concede three more goals but if you miss the start of the game the first 10 minutes arsenal were actually dominating they had some good you know movement they had good uh, you know forward play with obamayang getting into the act etc but the moment city scored i think 404 error control all delete end explorer happened to the arsenal team and then it was no way back meaning i i feel they were lucky it was not worse because the amount of chances uh, man city had and they winning they were taking it very easy in the second half they were literally strolling in the park but if they had really you know been in that mood where you know they want to destroy somebody uh, it could have been double figures man it was really scary and it was very embarrassing for you know all the arsenal fans and i know know a lot but bottom of the table what do you think negative 9 goal difference yeah it's it's really really sad and this and and even sadder is tottenham are on top of the table where they haven't considered a single goal and arsenal haven't scored a single goal for the first time ever in their history like about more than 100 plus years of history of the club they have never gone without scoring in the first three games like this has never happened so it is really the worst time to be an arsenal fan i mean They're talking about Tottenham. They defeated Watford one nil. Yet another one nil victory. Uh, I mean, I I still like Tottenham. They are doing better than what we thought that they'll be, and they have produced three clean sheets without even Christian Romero being finally like completely inducted into the team yet. Uh, but I believe they will slack off. Like October, November, I don't see them continuing this run. The funny thing about Tottenham is like obviously great results for them is that they are actually now playing like a Mourinho squad after Mourinho left. <laughs> yeah how they should have played <laughs> uh other quick results actually there were lots of draws uh this uh, week and yeah. newcastle to southampton to an exciting game west ham to crystal palace to aston villa one brentford one brentford haven't lost a game yet i mean they are doing pretty good burnley one leeds one leicester city one uh 2-1 against norwich everton one 2-0 against 
uh, Brighton. So that's about for EPL. And as we all know, it's the international uh, week. So there's an international break. But yeah, there are some issues going on between uh, independent confederations and the leagues. That leagues are not allowing players yeah. to get into red flag countries. That's getting a little ugly. So we'll talk about that later and not now. So game week 3, La Liga had a lot of action. In fact, the last game of the week, which was Atletico Madrid versus Villarreal. Oh, I can see Ishan already doing double face palm. <laughs> Isa Mandi, 95th minute. I mean, I have seen a lot of own goals. Like I've watched football for 15-20 years. I've seen a lot of own goals. This one is right there on top. Like what, 15 seconds? To, to for the for the for the last whistle for the final whistle can you can you explain it can you articulate it aisa kaisa kiya mandi <laughs> i mean it was i i can't even describe it like i was watching the game and i was like yes atletico are losing title you know favorites for the title they are the ones dropping points i have we have not lost as yet and then a random long ball by i think lodi or somebody into the Villarreal box. Nobody was there. There was literally no Atletico player even close to it. Aysa Mandy decided to, you know, smartly chest the ball to Ruli, who's the keeper. By the way, I would put a lot of blame on the keeper for his positioning. His positioning exactly. was atrocious. He was like somewhere off. And he chested the ball straight into the back of the net. 96th minute in a way. Equalizer for... And Simeone, the... Bloody guy starts celebrating as if he, you know, it was it was his brainchild. He knew Isa Mendy would do this. <laughs> the way the celebrations were, it was little little frustrating for me as a Madrid fan. But yeah, they got the result. They saved their asses again. Yeah. Now talking about the city rivals, Real Madrid, they had an impressive one 0 against Real Betis at that two an away game. After conceding three goals in the previous game, I think Carlo Ancelotti's message was very clear this game. Yeah, I think uh, a very solid defensive performance and what actually changed the, you know, actually helped us solidify our defense was he put Alaba back into centre center defence. Uh, Alaba has been playing wing-back since he joined Real Madrid and I think now he's found his fixed, uh, I think Ancelotti said it after the match as well, I like Alaba as my centre-back and that actually made a difference. He was brilliant. The player who's had almost like a comeback story is Isco. Uh, Isco is looking fit as a fiddle. I don't think he's ever looked this fit. Playing really well with the ball. He's not slow. He's passing the ball, creating chances. He's become really good like it, like he used to be many years ago. And you know, it's something about Ancelotti, man. Like Bale has started every single game. Everyone thought he'd be on the bench. Uh, he's also taking chances. He scored a goal in the last game. Obviously, Carvajal, if you saw the goal, scored a brilliant goal, which was the winner. Unbelievable finish. Uh, but Madrid actually dominated the game from the start, from the get-go. 1-0 probably is a little deceptive, uh, but it was all all for Madrid to, you know, to play and win. So, it was a great a great result. Yeah, the, the other club, the other competitor that are in the news for all the wrong reasons, also won their home game against Hetafe 2-1, where Hetafe, Hetafe's goal was scored by an ex-Barcelona La Masia player and assisted by another ex-La Masia player. It was like kind of in your face for Barcelona. But yeah, Memphis Defy showing again why he is he, he is a very good signing and he's He's doing really good. The second goal was brilliant. You know, I have a problem with Barcelona. I think they have a problem with idol worship. It used to be Messi's team and it's now becoming Depay's team. If if Depay had not come, 
you know, I think both of us were very unsure about how Memphis Depay, because especially with his transfers with United, etc., how he would do. But I've never seen him play with such confidence right now. And it's actually become worse for Griezmann. Yeah. He's absolutely useless. I've seen the highlights. He barely had the touch of a ball in the game. But Depay, man, like great goal again. He's scoring great goals. Yeah. And it's all to do with the confidence he has. At the end of game week three, we have uh, no teams with all three victories. So the first six of the top six all have two victories and one draw. Real Madrid, Sevilla, Valencia, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid and Mallorca who is actually back in the league. PK's uh, business which actually brought the rights for the French uh, or the league uh, telecast in Spain had a record viewership. Actually, this is the first time ever that it has crossed a certain million viewership uh, for a French 6.5 million. My God, 6.5 million viewers. Yeah, Lionel Messi finally made his PSG debut, guys. That's the game we were talking about. It's about Rem. I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I mean, we are still processing this. It will take a few more weeks for us to get in t- to terms with Lionel Messi playing in a PSG shirt. I saw the game. I saw about, about 80 minutes or 85 minutes. In the last five minutes, I went to sleep. I couldn't take it anymore. But yeah, PSG won 2 0 Mbappe a brace, like two goals, amazing goals. And uh, it looks like he is going to continue with PSG this season unless something dramatic happens in the next few hours of the of the transfer window. He came in on the 65th minute, Messi. He replaced Neymar. And uh, it was more or less like a preseason game to him. Did you see the opposition goalkeeper <laughs> taking a picture with... <laughs> With his kid. He took his child also and took a picture with Messi. <laughs> and I think that's great. I mean, I, I heard a lot of people like experts, etc. You know, put a lot of shade on it. I I get their point. You know, it shows a lack of respect to the home team, except home fans, etc. If you're idol worshipping somebody. But it's fine, man. Like, when is Rams going to ever see was going to play with Messi, against Messi? And it's... So, it's... Anyway, I, I don't I don't want to look too much into it, but I, I what I found really funny was Herrera, who came on alongside Messi. He posted a tweet saying that I've never been applauded so much for coming <laughs> being subbed in in my life. Yeah, and that was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw Messi. I mean, he was okay. As I said, he's this is his first competitive game he's playing after the Copa America finals. He had zero preseason. But I think what he did was very smart. He didn't try, try to do too much. He kept only made simple passes. Didn't you know when you are when you've reached a certain level in excellence, you don't want to. Sh- you don't need to show off. Yeah. You know he didn't have to do these. You know step over and you know solo runs and slalom runs in his first game. He just kept it simple just to get the hang of it. And his time will come. Yeah, I think Liga is that's about it. We don't want to discuss much about that other than Messi. Now, in Serie A, post-Ronaldo era started horribly for Juventus. I mean, they lost 1-0 to a newly promoted side, Empoli. And it was it was a horrible game. I didn't watch the game. Uh, I saw, I only saw the highlights and I really didn't see Juve doing anything in this game. It's, 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 a, it's a horror show. Uh, and if this continues, I like there'll be a lot of pressure on Allegri. I mean, who knows? But if you look at it, if you look at it, when Allegri had his last stint, he started pretty similarly. He lost a couple of games in the beginning of his term. Uh, that's a very Allegri kind of style because he takes some time to just get the team to play like Allegri. But yeah, meaning if you look at the team right now, it's quite weak. 
you you won't associate this squad with a normal powerhouse of a Juventus squad. You know, they're probably their best player right now. On when you look at form, is Morata, and that's saying something. Like <laughs> if Morata is your most informed player, <laughs> you know you've got to be worried. <laughs> Whereas the Milan sides and the Rome sides, uh, they all continue with their one hundred percent record. Mourinho celebrated his victory with a massive pizza. Uh, there was yes. he posted the video <laughs> on Instagram. Lazio also had an impressive start, six one. Immobile scored a hat trick. Both the Milan sides, as I said, have started with two victories. Now in Bundesliga, Dortmund almost screwed up their game against Hoffenheim. Like almost, but a last-minute spectacular winner from Haaland saved them, and they won three-two. I saw this game. I was like, "Yeah, same old day, yar." Matlab, these these guys are doing it again, and there's going to be a lot of pressure. But in comes the hero, Haaland scores the goal. That's this crazy monkey celebration, and it was a great game. And it is a much-needed victory for Dortmund. I mean, if they had lost this game. Things would have gotten a bit ugly, actually, even especially before the international break. Especially this was at home, and you know the fans were getting a little antsy in the last five minutes of the game because you know this is not what they expect. Uh, but Haaland came up clutch, and I think that's something I need to point out about Haaland when you do a comparison over Mbappe. Mbappe is not so far been clutch. Yeah. as much as haland has been in the last couple of years right yeah. if you so that could be a differentiator eventually down the road four ballon d'ors each down the road hmm. talking about clutch and scoring goals uh, a, a familiar uh, scene in bundesliga where lewandowski scored a hat-trick against hertha berlin where bayern put five i mean when just when we thought that okay bayern are looking a little shaky this could be an interesting season bam five goals katam match over <laughs> I think for Lewandowski, you know, he should start the season at minus ten, and he'll still end up being the top scorer in the Bundesliga. <laughs> Meaning, it's unbelievable. I I've run out of words. Yeah, we've talk, spoken about Lewandowski. It's our twenty eighth episode. Yeah, and we've spent about fifteen episodes talking about not having words for Lewandowski's <laughs> number of goals and the amount of goals he scores. Yeah. It's insane. And again, it's another season, and I actually feel that City missed a boat here by uh, not get going in aggressively for uh, Lewandowski when they lost Kane. I agree. I totally agree. Leipzig are not having a great time. They just lost their captain to Bayern Munich. I mean, in addition to losing their coach and their centre back, they lost one nil to Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg on top of the table. Three wins, like I mean, as you were saying last week, they are a team to watch out for. I mean, you can't yeah. just ignore them. And they're they're in the Champions League as well. They're going to be in, they're in one of the easier groups, so there could be a long run for them. I think it's not a coincidence that uh, Arsenal was a city and the India England Test match were happening in parallel, pretty much at the same time. What an interesting like, analogy. <laughs> In the, it was like universe's way of saying that no matter what you think, how confident you are, the inevitable will always happen. <laughs> I mean, we started the day at what two fifteen for two, like looking all confident. Pujara and Kohli, ninety run unbeaten partnership. I was like, all this looks good. Like we are we are in for a very good uh, a session of of cricket. But yeah, I mean, in came the new ball, and yeah, what happened was. But I am just what baffles me, Bala, is the amount of nicks we've had in this series, and especially in this game, the number of caught behinds, catches in the slip. It's unbelievable. We're just prodding at everything, and there's no game plan. And I actually was pretty confident India would crumble, 
uh after that you know uh, on day f- day 3 that day 3 right day 3 or day 4 yeah, yeah day 3 like three. we started day 4 so it, yeah. it en- day 3 entered at 215 for 2 day 4 ah, is so when day we four. lost i was pretty confident that they would crumble because you know that day 3 was almost like an anomaly you know you know get out 78 all out stupidly uh and then this un- like unbelievable partnership that happened for when we were 215 for 2 i didn't think it would last it's not going to happen and this is literally as we were saying last week it's a repeat of the india australia series but just in uh, the other way around uh but i think it's a reality check india needed much like one good thing out of it is pujara has got notched up finally a score above 50 91 unfortunate not to make a century kohli got a half century finally we know at least we know that he remembers how to bat do you see any changes in the next game for us uh as it stands what i have seen so far ishan sharma could be replaced uh, either with ashwin they're definitely trying to get ashwin back into the mix so hopefully ashwin in, in place of ishan sharma i don't see any change in the batting i mean ajinkya rahane i don't know i think they will keep him they may not drop him but he looks like really making one. it difficult for himself Yeah, he is the only player I think who looks pretty uh, vulnerable right now. What about Pant? Pant has been horrible. Yeah, but I think he's he will he will be there. He will be there. I mean, the, who's the replacement keeper? KL Rahul. Saha. No, put KL Rahul as a keeper. Yeah, but I'm not sure, man. Test match 90 overs. KL Rahul's keeping. I don't know. I don't know whether Kohli or Shastri trust his keeping skills that much. At least in a test match. ODI T20, I agree. Yeah, and and it my it'll affect his batting for sure. So India, as we said, started day four at 215 for two, but ended up losing eight wickets for 63 runs in less than 20 overs. Robinson picked up five wickets. I think Overton picked up two. I think Mohin Ali picked up one, so on and so forth. And Anderson picked up one. So the next game starts, I think, on 2nd September in two, three days' time at Oval, and that's the last game and uh, pretty much a decider. So if India wins, it will win the series and a lot of points for the world. test championship I see, what, i see what you did there i see what you did there don't think i ignored <laughs> it <laughs> after the success of summer olympics our indian athletes are continuing their impressive performance in paralympics too we already have 10 medals guys i mean it's tuesday 31st august we still have about 4 5 days left and we are already 10 medals up with two golds five silvers and three bronze we were talking about bhavina patel during our last episode she went on to win silver in women's single table tennis but the gold was won by avni lekra in women's 10 meter air rifle a 19 year old who became the first ever woman to win an olympics gold for india both summer and paralympics this is incredible and to continue that we had sumit antil who created world record thrice in men's javelin throw and swooped the gold medal by a great distance amazing performance and we had other impressive performances in men's high jump by nishad kumar devendra jajriya from men's javelin throw in fact in the same event we also had sundar gujar who won the men's javelin throw bronze yogesh khatunia in men's discus throw silver singraj hadana men's 10 meter air rifle pistol mariyappan tangavelu his second medal he won i think a gold in uh, rio 2016 he won a silver in men's high jump sharad kumar same event won bronze in the same men's high jump event i mean this is incredible as an indian who have been watching olympics for a very long time every time i open twitter i see a medal alert i mean this is an amazing feeling i hope i actually hope that by the end of this event we you know create go above 30 in terms of medal because that will be great and you know and i 
also we've discussed this i just hope that these guys are just left alone when they come back home and yeah. focus on another event so that they build their you know as become better athletes and go for gold again not just become a media charade when they come back india is really sad so i hope you know they're left alone yeah yeah definitely guys and also it's it's pretty encouraging to see the kind of responses at least i see on social media maybe i follow a lot of sports account that's why i see but it it's definitely more than what i expected so great going yeah. guys keep supporting and uh, let's hope we bring more medals ishan what happened with the f1 i mean by the time i switched on the race was over <laughs> nothing happened bro that's what happened <laughs> uh it was like a london uh, like a test match in england what happened it was so the belgium grand prix when for practice and qualifying it was really bad it was the raining it was raining really badly uh qualifying actually was going to be cancelled uh, but they went ahead with it in almost zero visibility if you saw the highlights uh lando norris in fact crashed his car in the last couple of minutes of qualifying due to low visibility and in fact 30 seconds before he had actually told uh went into the com box and said i can't see anything and he was very lucky it was quite a like a scary crash uh but then the race uh, the race day and happened and just by the way williams was second in qualifying which is after about 5 6 years they've been in the podium in qualifying russell was amazing he probably if you see the qualifying russell did such a great job and it was sad that the race didn't finish or didn't even start but i feel for him it's great because he probably wouldn't have ended up in the podium so what happened guys was the race just couldn't proceed the rain was so bad they did a lot of testing in fact it would they delayed it by almost 4 hours they were showing pit lane crew playing poker <laughs> waiting for the officials to uh, start the race but eventually they had to can it so what happened was the you know verstappen russell and hamilton who were 1 2 and 3 in the qualifying got 1 2 and 3 as a podium finish so they will get the equivalent amount of points which is great for williams amazing for red bull for verstappen because he had a down uh, phase where hamilton and will um, uh, mercedes were you know taking the lead uh so this is great overall but sad belgium grand prix has always been spa with what they call it yeah. has always been a very exciting race uh but yeah on to the next one all right guys so that's about it for this episode looking forward to the next episode where we will do a full transfer roundup i mean to just to remind you guys the transfer deadline will end in another like 3 4 hours i believe so once that's done we'll do a quick roundup of how the teams performed in transfers and we also give our own predictions and we'll cover more paralympics as we win more medals so until next episode it's bye from bala and bye from ishan see you on thursday guys Thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us but also new listeners to easily find our podcast. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the rate sports charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate the Jam Room Audio. Bye. Absolutely world class